welcome to the talk show for talkers on irishtalkers.com. Welcome, Toastmasters, would-be Toastmasters listeners and friends to this week's episodes of the talk show for talkers here on irishtalkers.com. Our email address is info at irishtalkers.com. You can find us on the web as irishtalkers.com and on Facebook as the talk show for talkers. We also show on our website what we call the Public Speaking Weekly, which is a roundup of news and views from the web with links to things on confidence, on leadership, on Toastmasters generally. In fact, anything to do with public speaking, really. You can find that by clicking on the newspaper link on our website. Please do get in touch with us. Give us your views, your feedback, your evaluation even. We'd love to hear from you. My name is Moira O'Brien. I'm joined this week by the profuse, proliferating, profound, but not petulant, Paul Imani. Listeners, she struggles every week to come up with some fabulous alliteration, and sometimes she succeeds, doesn't she? Well, yeah, I didn't work at that. That that came naturally, spontaneously, in fact. What do we have for you in store this week? Well, we have our usual in this episode that I'll give you a thought for the week, and we'll have a word of the week. In part two, we have an interview guest, and this is a guest whom... I'm sure will be known to one or two of you. She comes from, oh, I've given away the gender, but that doesn't matter. I'm not Ted Malampi, so I don't mind. Our guest is a lady called Kavita Dulai, and uh, we'll be talking to her in part two. In part three, Paul will be talking about receiving feedback. And in part four, we'll be talking more with our guest. Let's dive straight into our quote for the week, or our thought for the week. And this comes from an ancient person who will, I hope, not be unknown to you. His name is Confucius. And Confucius, he say, sorry about that, it does not matter how slow you go as long as you do not stop. It doesn't matter how slow you go so long as you do not stop. And I think this is extremely relevant to you folks as Toastmasters, as public speakers. I know it's very relevant to me when I think back to my early days of being a a very nervous, brain-dead speaker, if I can call it that. I didn't stop. I kept going. Thank God I did. It gave me the ability to sit here and talk to you. (laughs) Paul, what do you think of this quote? Well, Confucius had a lot of interest in people who do things slowly. He was one of the slowest walkers I ever met, actually. He simply went around gently moving around the place. So he was certainly part of the slow philosophy movement. And uh, in the long run, Confucius managed to succeed with quite a lot of things. But he's terribly relevant to me, Moira, because I am one of the slowest speakers that you've ever heard. I am inclined to go in for long pauses. Sometimes I go to sleep in the middle of a speech. But I have so far kept going, except perhaps on the occasion when I completely dried up 
and had to go and take a glass of water away from the club president and drink it in the middle of making the speech. However, the idea that it's good to keep on going, do not stop, I think it's intuitively accurate as well because if you're going to the gym, as a lot of people do, it's quite good to keep on going, not to stop going. And a lot of people sign up, they join up in the gym, and then they stop going, as we've sometimes discussed before. So keeping on going. Confucius, on the other hand, got it totally wrong because there is a time to stop. And we can talk about that another day. But it's completely misguiding people to say that they have to keep going. It was, uh, I think, wasn't it Einstein who said, if you keep doing the same thing all over again, so keep on doing the same thing. So if you keep on only talking to Toastmasters, for example, you'll be good for nobody if their Toastmasters are the only people you talk to. So you have to stop talking to Toastmasters during the breaks in between the club meetings and go and talk to other people. Isn't that right? As usual, Paul, you take a sideways view at these quotations, and I admire you for this, even though I rarely agree with you on them. <clears throat> it, to me, was your quotation about doing the same thing over again, like making the same mistake over again and never actually improving. I don't really follow that at all, because if you are determined to succeed, when you make a mistake, you learn from it. If you make a mistake again, it reinforces in your mind, the fact that you have made a mistake. And hopefully next time, you won't make that same mistake. So whilst your quotation, your side quotation is almost correct, it's actually slightly different in the most important factor. And that is that if you do the same thing in the same way, again, you will get the same result. And of course, what we aim to do is to do the same thing, but not in the same way. And thus, we improve. Phew, I think I got away with that one. Do you, do you think so? I would Thoughts? say there was some deficiency in your logic, but we won't uh, dwell on that because the word of the week is deficiency. And I better spell the word of the week for listeners because for many, they're not deficient in any way and don't go around experiencing deficiencies. So it's D-E-F-I-C-I-E-N-C-Y deficiency and it is when something is missing something is damaged something is inadequate they're probably so if for example your washing machine stops working there's something wrong and you've got a deficiency in your washing machine if for example you make a speech in toastmasters and you had prepared a very important point to make and you forget to make it well there was a deficiency in your speech in some ways you could say your speech was defective but deficiency now i remember my father used to talk about having an elegant sufficiency of food when he'd eaten enough so sufficiency and deficiency rhyme and they're also probably antonyms really probably have opposite meanings so you might want to practice the fluent use of deficiency and sufficiency so as to thrill your audience with your eloquence 
a word which I heard Moira using recently, the gift of eloquence, I think. If it wasn't, she was just being eloquent. So Moira, would, do you have any deficiencies by any chance? Paul, if I were to sit here and list my deficiencies, we'd be here all night. I don't think I know anybody who can claim to not have any deficiencies in their makeup, in their life, in their... What can I find as a third one to finish off the triad? I'm afraid I can't think of an, a third one. Oh, my right, so, character. A character, that's, that's a good one, yes. <clears throat> we should always endeavour to have a triad in anything that we come up with. Is this not so, Paul? And tell me, though, when do you think the English language first had a deficiency? Well, you Meaning, see, the English language... did the word deficiency enter the language? But you see, the, the word deficiency itself came into the language in the... Uh, let's see, it was around about 1475, I think. Well, that's not bad, actually, Murray. You're only two centuries out. It was 1642, but it was pretty, pretty good, really, you know. And they were about to create a deficiency in the monarchy by beheading one of them. So maybe the deficiency, maybe the king had a deficiency already and needed to be beheaded. I don't know who first used the word, but my research tells me that it was a 17th century word. I'll accept, we, your, I'll accept your explanation, Paul. It, but it's pretty useful in Toastmasters because, as you've said, if, there's a good chance that every speech is deficient in some respect. Every communication is always inadequate. The words don't quite express what you mean. The gestures are slightly misleading or could have been better made. The eye contact has been too strong, too weak. The mannerisms misunderstood. There are deficiencies all around us, Moira. I think we should stop the episode. <laughs> I think we're, we're way beyond time, but there we are. I, I was so enthralled at listening to your erudite speaking that uh, I I've took my eye off the ball. <sighs> Will... Oh. Bring the episode to a close, as you requested, Paul, and we'll invite you all to come back tomorrow when we will be having the pleasure of talking with Pavita Dulai. We'll see you tomorrow at the same time. The Talk Show for Talkers is published every week in sections at 4pm every Friday, Saturday, Sunday and Monday. Go to our website irishtalkers.com for more information.